KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio in depth. I'm KYW's Dave Uram, and I'm very grateful to chat with Richard Allen Jr., the son of late great Phillies legend Dick Allen. Richard, I, I really appreciate your time on what I'm guessing has been a pretty difficult week for you and your family and those close to you. Uh, this past weekend, your father once again fell one vote short of making the Baseball Hall of Fame, and then a couple of days later marked the one year since your father's passing, so I'm sure it's been a very difficult week, and I, and I appreciate your time. The first thing that I'm wondering is, uh, share for me your emotions right now after everything that's happened over the past um, handful of days or so. As you said, it was, it was kind of like a, um, a two-shot, double-gut shot, you know, having it be missed by one vote and then having it uh, make a year to the, you know, to the day when he passed. So had it been different, had he got in and then celebrate him getting in and him um, a year to his, de- you know, to the day his death, that would have been a little bit easier to take than uh, him not being here and him missing twice by one vote, two times. It seems like it's it's been pretty emotional for you. Am am I am I reading that correctly? Oh, that's an understatement. It's it's that's been really rough. I mean, you know, that, the the time has a lot to do with it. The wait, you know, to never know and wondering. You know, I got a lot of vote of confidence from a lot of people, and they're like, "Oh no, it's definitely this time." You, oh man, there's a lot of energy, a lot of surge going forward. You got it, you got it. But I always kept it in the back of my mind. I said, "I don't know. I just." Don't, I, I want to see it and hear it. I, that's when I celebrate it. That's the, that's the way I looked at it. But, but then when, um, you know, MLB opened up with the Costas interview, I really felt excited and I was really feeling good. And then they said four candidates w- will be uh, going in. I felt even better. And then that balloon popped. You know, I, I was... Um... I was watching it just like just like you were, I, and I noticed they did, they ran the 09 interview, and I'm thinking maybe this is a good omen. Um, and then you know when you heard four candidates got in, unlike 14 when nobody got in, that was also another good sign. But but the but when I started to become pessimistic a little bit is when the president of the Hall of Fame was reading off the career of the first name that he announced. And I recognized that 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 wasn't your father. And then when he said Gil Hodges, I'm thinking, are they doing this in alphabetical order? Or is it in another order of votes or something? Or are they saving Dick for the end? Um, And when I heard Gil Hodges' name, I'm thinking, I don't think he got in. And then obviously the other names were read, and it was in alphabetical order. When did you start to sense that? Oh no! Here we go again. Well, believe it or not, um, when they were going over the um, the stats for the first candidate, my son tapped me on the knee and he said, "Hey, Dad, Pop Up didn't didn't get in." I said, "What do you mean? How do how do you know?" He said, "It ran on the bottom of the screen." So I sort of sat there and I was hoping he was wrong, you know. <laughs> but sure enough, that's 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 how I found out. I mean, I didn't want to believe him, but. He was right. Why do you think your father um, didn't get in this time, despite all the awareness that's been made over the past years from Mark Carfagna, Frog, with the Dick Allen Belongs in the Hall of Fame group, 
to the Phillies retiring your father's number, to all the awareness brought on that Dick Allen was a great teammate and all those stories about him simply weren't who he was. Why do you think that wasn't enough to get him in? Or not necessarily that that wasn't enough, but why do you think after all of that, and even Mike Schmidt being on the committee, and I, and I, from what I, from what I am aware of, he he gave a presentation on Sunday. Yes. yes. Why do you think after all of that, your father still missed by one vote? I think that's a tough question to answer. I really don't know because you know the numbers don't change. They haven't changed, you know, since he retired. And but these numbers that they've come up with actually show as you know that he is worthy so and more like you said more light was was brought to um to these new numbers these uh what the sabermetrics and all that yeah and then with the retirement of the number the phillies you know i was glad for that to happen and i really really thought you know this is this is it this is big but to get to 11 twice after that as well as the uh, the Negro League Museum, honoring him, things like that. I just, it, it really makes you scratch your head and wonder where, why, or what. I mean, did, was a vote dropped along the way or something? Or I, I, I don't know. I read your comments to Matt Breen of The Inquirer, um, <laughs> and, and you alluded to foul play. Do you think that, that something, that some sort of foul play occurred? I don't, I don't know. I just, I just thought, well, maybe did, did somebody say here, well, here's a vote. Did someone, you know, take a paper out or take a vote out or, or, or I mean, at this point, I just don't know what to think. You know, I, I just don't get it. I, I complete, I completely understand. And another thing I noticed was that, and, and, you know, um, the Twitter account that your father had, um, the tweets from it have been very gracious of the of the players who who did get in. Um, mm-hmm. Tony Oliva went from ten and fourteen to twelve. Jim Cott went from ten to twelve. Minnie Minoso went from eight to fourteen. Gil Hodges had three or fewer and fourteen, and then went to twelve. Those four players got a boost over the past seven years, but your your father didn't. What do you think of of that fact? I mean, that's great. I mean, uh, um, in 2014, when I, I told my father, I said, well, dad, you missed it by a whisker. And he, and he laughed and he thought that was funny. And he said, well, well, who went in? And I said, nobody. He said, well, Tony Oliva should have. And he said, you know, Gil Hodges. Oh, he said, well, well, what did they meet for if no one was going to go in? But he, he, he did believe that the names on there that, that went in, he, they, they should have went in. And he did exclude himself. He just, he always said, ah, you know, <laughs> but yeah, so I, they're, I, I believe they're worthy. Do you have a sense of, of why they got a boost, but your dad didn't? I, you know what? I don't. And I, and I, I'd like to know what was different, you know, from 2014 until now and what, what gave them the boost or a boost that was, uh, greater than what my father had. I mean, that retirement number was a, a shot in the arm. That was really a boost there. So I don't know what was different in, you know, in their camp, but obviously it worked. 
Did, did they have a press conference in 14 to explain the, the, the committee's votes? Did they have a press conference in San Diego then? Um, someone came out and, and acknowledged that, you know, there were no inductees at a podium, but there was, there was no explanation or anything like that. It was, you know, just interviews of the, uh, the committee. That was how, uh, you know, I don't know if you want to call it closure, how, how things got out. So, but, but yeah, there was, there's no, it was just, um, um, a woman at the podium that made that announcement. Would you have liked the press conference to happen this time? I know the winter meetings were canceled, and there was basically nobody down there in Orlando. Um, but would you have would you have preferred? Yeah, you know this vote's really important. Um, we don't know who voted for who. Unlike the the writers' ballot, where it's eventually the v- results are eventually released, you don't know who voted for who and you, who didn't vote for who. Would you like some sort of explanation just beyond your father got eleven votes and not twelve? Oh, definitely. Definitely. That was, you know, I wouldn't be sitting here guessing, wondering, you know, you just start thinking, wow, what could have happened? What, what, you know, <laughs> like I said, did somebody take a boat and set a paper down and answer the phone call and picked up, hey, you know, we start thinking weird, crazy stuff. <laughs> so, but yeah, that would give some closure to, to the, or some reason, some reasoning behind the whole thing. You know, a, a lot's been made, you know, aware of the horrible things your father endured in, you know, in, in his playing career, in his first stint in Philadelphia. Um, and I was actually, I, I noticed um, this past weekend on Facebook, on Mark's Facebook page, this great photo of, of you, him, I believe your, your cousin was, was there too, this great photo of everybody, Mike Tolan was there, this great photo of everybody there. And I noticed that you were tagged in the photo, so so I clicked on your Facebook page, and I saw that your Facebook profile page is of what uh, is of you as a, a very young boy and your father in Clearwater. Um, yep. And I noticed on his jersey uh, that it was the jersey that he wore during his first stint with the Phillies, and not his second stint in the seventies. So, h- how much did you experience the horrible things your father went through during his first time in Philadelphia? Mainly the, the the things that I experienced were obviously the boogs that that which became normal to me. I just thought, you know, oh well. <laughs> but things like a uh, rock, there was a rock thrown through our bay window at home. That those those type of things, uh, people, you know, just publicly just calling names, you know, right in front of us, you know, as we were walking to our to the car and things like that. Uh, but, you know, it, it becomes normal to you at a young age. You just, that's, that, that's just the way of life. And when he, we got out of it, that's when I realized it was different. Why do you think that the bad reputation that was unfairly put on your father, I guess, hasn't been fixed to the point where he is getting into the Hall of Fame? Well, I think one of the things is, is that he never bothered to, to, to defend himself. He, he he allowed people to, or the writers or whoever, to to say what they had to say. And he's like, oh, that's fine. I'll just, everybody's entitled to their opinion. He's like, I'm not going to defend myself because then, you, you know, you can get your words, they'll get your words twisted and then it looks like something else. So I would think that and, 
just did um, being a hermit. He just, you know, not publicly being out there and being in front of the camera or, or the limelight. He just always stayed to the side and away from the public as much as he could. So, I mean, that, that's exactly what happened in 2014 when he missed. He said, oh, well, good. He said, now I can enjoy my summer. Now I know oh, <laughs> my summer will be free and I don't have to worry about anything. So, yeah. So I think, yes, him just being silent for the most part and making very few appearances, people form their, their opinion and, and said it must be, must be true. He's not saying anything, so. I kind of stuck with. But since then, Mike Schmidt, Larry Boa, Greg Luzinski have all come out and said your father was a, was a great teammate. Mark Cafagna's story with your father is is incredible. Your father befriended him in the mid seventies, um, helped him. They they remained friends for the for the rest of your father's life. Um, you know all this awareness that's been brought about who who your father was actually was the humble good teammate that he was. Do you think that there are still some people out there who believe the unflattering, untrue stories about your dad? Oh, yes, definitely. Especially especially in uh, his hometown of Wampum. They definitely know. They, they you know, they, what he, what he did for uh, Frog or Mark, that's, that's common to, to the people out in Western Pennsylvania where, he, where he's from. They, they know that. And, uh, and I, I believe there's quite a few people in Philadelphia that know that side of him as well. He just never wanted attention for it. Gotcha. You know, so, yeah, so yeah, he, he would do for you, but he just didn't want, he didn't want a sign that said, thanks for, for doing this and doing that. I guess what I'm wondering though, is do you think that there are some folks, whether they're associated with the hall of fame or not, that don't recognize that? like the folks in Wampum do and, and some folks here in town have realized from Mark's story and from his teammates saying he was a good teammate. Do you think that there are, are those who still hold the, the negative stories against him? Oh yeah. I believe that. I, I mean, I sometimes re- reply to uh, comments like say on Facebook or whatever. And I, there's still people that say, Oh yeah, that, you know, he cut his hand in, in a bar fight things like that. They're, I mean, they just really hold on to, I mean, I, and I tell people, I said, the bar fight, it, it makes a better story. So you hold on to it. You believe it. I mean, everybody needs a bad guy and, 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 and something. You got to have a villain, for the good guys to be great. So, but I, like you said, uh, Mike Schmidt, Larry Ball, there's guys that are actually saying it now that, you know, no, that's not true. And that, and that's a good thing. It is a good thing. Yeah, it is. What? Why do you think it's it's a good thing? Because it's it's sort of like what he said. My father, when I say he is, um, I'm not going to, you know, get a bullhorn and and defend myself. I'm not. He's like, I'm not going to stand on a, a step stool and say, "Vote for me, vote for me." I, I shouldn't have to do that, and I won't do that. But when other other people compliment you, like he used to tell me, you don't compliment yourself. You other people will compliment you. So when, you know, his teammates and his peers are saying, oh yeah, no, great guy, great teammate, you know, that helps his cause a whole lot. Even umpires, I can, 
I, when I used to work on the ground crew with the Phillies, Doug Harvey, he said, your father, great man. He said he never argued balls and strikes. Had no problems with him. Things like that. I had uh, Nolan Ryan. He was getting ready for a game. This is when he was in Houston. He was stretching. He looked at me, looked at me, and he said, Dick Allen, your daddy? And I said, yeah. He said, you tell him Nolan Ryan. I said, uh, he's a good man. Tell him I said hi. He's a good man. So it's, you know, things like that. You know, I've always known it. Being in the dugouts and other players coming over, you know, they, they shake my hand and they want me to relate. I'm sorry. They want themselves. They want me to relay a message to my father. You know, so. Well, I I can tell it. I could tell watching the the um, the MLB Network interview before the announcement on Sunday that your father really valued those compliments and the respect from from his peers. It seemed like he really valued that. He did. He did. He uh, near the end there when I during spring training, he would only make like work his way over to to uh, to the clubhouse. He complained about going over, but when he got there and he got inside the clubhouse, he was like, he'd say things like, man, I miss the camaraderie. And, and people, the guys would come out and pat him on the shoulders. And I, you know, I, I have pictures and videos of him just sitting in there laughing. And the next thing you know, we're there for four hours and he didn't want to go. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, he, 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 he enjoyed that, the clubhouse yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. It sounds like it. It definitely does. And and I saw you also told the Inquirer um, that you that your father would be laughing at what happened on Sunday. Um, why why do you think that he would be laughing at, at the at falling one vote short again? Well, he, because the first time he laughed, he laughed and then went, and then he went, well, why did they even get together? So for him to miss twice by one, I think he would be laughing laughing again. Because he, he, he never, like I said, he never complimented himself or pat himself on the back. But to miss by one twice, and he always said, I, I, I can compete with those guys. That's, that's sort of where we were at. He was, he, uh, knowing that he could play with them and know that he could play at a high level with them, I just believe that he would be humored or laughing like oh i can't believe it that kind of laugh the last question that i have for you is what what's your message to the five committee members who didn't vote for your father and those in the past who are still around that didn't vote for your father what would your what would your message be to them well that's a good question um uh my message would be if it's personal Take take the personal out, or, or or just say, I'd rather hear I don't I don't care for him because he didn't do something or or whatever. But the numbers are numbers, the, the, the stats are stats. I mean, no, it's not the three thousand five hundred, but look look at what the man did on the field. Look at his performance on the field. Not the clubhouse, not in street clothes or anything like that, but just on the field. That's all I can think of. <laughs> well, I, I really appreciate your time. I, I appreciate you sharing some thoughts. I, it, um, it means a lot. And um, 
you know, there's a lot of I, I can tell just from from listening to folks who saw your father play in the 60s, right, at Connie Mack, who grew up fans of your father, listening to Mark, I can tell that, that, that your father is beloved by a lot of people, a lot of people in this town. And there's a lot of people, as, you, as I'm sure that you see on social media and whatnot, that believe what happened on Sunday was not the right decision. So I, I really appreciate you sharing your thoughts. Thank you. Thank you for letting me say what I had to say. Stay safe and, and have a ha- happy holidays. Thanks, you too. Thank nice you. talking to you. Nice talking to you too. <laughs> Take care. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio In Depth. You can listen and subscribe to the podcast on Odyssey or wherever you get your favorite shows. You can hear another episode tomorrow night at 9.30 on KYW News Radio. Listen on 1039 FM, the Odyssey app, or ask your smart speaker to play KYW News Radio. 